Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates. But that's what I'm trying to get you to like really think about how strong the Hulk and Thor are. We're talking the Hulk. So the, like Thor literally. How long does it How heavens. long does it take for Hulk to get that strong? It doesn't take long if you piss the nigga off hard enough. If you uh, if the Hulk watches Thor get punched in the face, I guarantee you he's going Goku level strength right then and there. Because if he watches his best friend- But then Goku goes another level of Goku. And then the Hulk just keeps climbing to match Goku. <laughs> For all you magic nerds out there, that's when two consecrated sphinx are in play. Who stares down the other one and says no first. Yeah, like, and like, like I said, Thor has literally held up the heavens. Like, he's only been matched in strength in the comic books by Hercules and the Hulk. Okay. We're going to have to go into raw strength later. Because the tournament is not going to come down to raw strength until, it's not. until later. It's not, which is why I also broke my list down by most powerful, like, OP characters. Like, characters that can literally bend, like, matter and shit. Skilled fighters, the most skilled fighters, and the strongest characters. Like okay. characters well, of raw let's... lift power and things and like punch power. Alright, well let's just get an agreement on a couple the ones that we agree on right away, okay? I'll go down my list and you tell me yes that you had them as well. Well now I have to like completely reorganize my list because I have to think about characters that have been in the movies and characters that haven't been in the movies. Okay. So what I think we're gonna do here is pause to reintroduce this segment. segment and then we're gonna go into what the segment is and you can break down your list and while you're doing that i will compile the rest of my list and, and after i'm done you'll just be like i agree on this one this one this one and this one and these are the ones that i want to argue instead and then i defend my picks fair fair ladies and gentlemen welcome back to another episode of the flood I'm here with my man Zig, and we, we've got something a little special for you guys today with all the craziness going on and, you know, the news is all coronavirus this, coronavirus that, Donald Trump this, Donald Trump that, Apocalypse 2020, and I felt like, we felt like, maybe, maybe we might need a little escapism. Yeah. So we have a nerd corner for you. Nerd and Corner. It's a new segment we'd like to introduce to you guys. It's where we like to break down, you know, in small chunks or as of today, you know, a whole episode full of, you know, just... We haven't chunks. even started yet, and you're already heated over this. Yeah, yeah. If, you know, if you were listening to the very beginning, you might have heard how I already feel about what we're about to get into today. But I'm going to let my man Zig really break down what today's Nerd Corner is. The premise of this whole thing is... It's based off of a Dragon Ball Z thing, right? Yes, it is based off of Dragon Ball Super. Okay, so I guess I'm just gonna try to wing this. So, the Tournament of Power. Turns out, the Dragon Ball universe is actually one of multiple universes, and uh, there is a, a universe king named Grand Zeno, who's okay. actually like a little child, mm. like a little blue floating child, but he he's this uh, like omnipotent king, and he's really happy all the time but he can also just blink universes out of existence oh. so in Dragon Ball Super he's like the omen you realize that each universe has a destroyer and a supreme Kai mm. not quite like God and devil but like order and chaos yeah 
You either build or destroy, you know. Shout so, out to all my like friends. Dragon Ball, like like Universe Seven, Goku and everybody else's universe. Right. They're Supreme Kai. Um, he's Supreme Kai. I can't remember his name, but he's always just called. Yeah, they just call him Supreme Kai. And then uh, their destroyer is Beerus, who you meet, uh, who comes to Earth because he's looking for the best food in the universe. And uh, thank God he lands right at. Uh, Vegeta's birthday party? You know, it was Bulma's birthday party. It was Bulma's birthday party. Yeah, right okay. at Bulma's birthday, birthday party. party. Yup. Where they, they like, had delicious food. Wasn't it the pudding? That yeah. He, yeah, yeah. My nigga was like, yo, this pudding is bomb, son. Look. I was gonna blow this fucking ass planet up, but this pudding, though? The Bulma, you put your foot in this pudding, girl. Oh, no, like... I'm sorry, the I best part. shit out you early. The best part about the whole part is, like, everybody's like, oh, shit, and nobody makes a stand. And then motherfucking Bulma just shows up, and she's like, I got this. This shit is bomb. Yep. Eat it. Yep. So, uh, Grenzeno feels that uh, there's too many universes, and he's just gonna bring it down to one universe to manage. So... He's so, on some Thanos shit. Goku um, actually goes into the future and talks to Granzeno and tells him to come back with Goku because he has a friend who's just as fun and he brings him back to hang out with Paz Zeno. So now there's two Zenos. The Zenos decide to do this because they think it'd be fun. So wait, this is the whole, is this the premise of the actual tournament of power or the premise of your tournament of power? The actual tournament of power. Okay, so we haven't gotten into his tournament we're setting, of power. We're setting this page. Yes. For all those people exactly. who aren't super into Dragon Ball. Just in case you were lost. Let's assume that of the universes Grand Zeno erased prior to the tournament, which was universes 13 through 18, Okay. okay. is the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Right. Now... Oh, oh, okay. Let us also make okay. this assumption that the first team that was eliminated and had marginal impact on the tournament itself was Universe 9. Their whole 10 fighters were eliminated in the first 3 minutes and 4 seconds of the tournament. Okay. So, with the Tournament of Power being an 80-fighter battle royale over 48 minutes, you have 44 minutes and 56 seconds more of fighting. So, if we eliminate that team... Y'all follow? Because there was a lot a lot just now. I'm that, still having a hard time grasping the shit. I don't mean to interrupt. I'm just... I'm trying to... We'll take a break. Alright. <laughs> now, you, you tell me what you have picked up from that. Okay. So... You're the audience proxy. <laughs> so, if I follow correctly here, based on the amount of fighters... They've broken down the amount of time it would take for these. What, what did you call them again? Universe 9? Yeah. No, wait. Universe 9 was the first universe to go, right? Or okay. is that the universe where it's That was the first the... universe eliminated. Yeah, yeah. So where does the Marvel Universe come in? The Marvel Universe would be one of the before-the-tournament-destroyed universes. Okay, okay. So we'll how... say they are Universe 18. Okay. What if Universe 18, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, was swapped for Universe 9, and Universe 9 was destroyed before the tournament, mm. and the Marvel Cinematic Universe was now in the Tournament of Power in Dragon Ball Super? So, is your question then, would 
the Marvel Cinematic Universe last longer than Universe 9? Or would they come out on top? The question is, who are the 10 representatives from the Marvel Cinematic Universe to be in the Tournament of Power? And how well do you think the Marvel Cinematic Universe would do? I'm not asking if they would win. Okay. I'm not asking if they would be eliminated right away or anything like that. I just want to know how do you think that they would do? Hmm. Okay. So exp- there's a couple other things about this yeah. before we get to the rules. I was uh, okay. Okay. The reason that this makes any sense whatsoever is if you look at Thanos, he kind of dresses like Beerus. Mm. Thanos kind of dresses like Beerus. And Thanos did bit. destroy half the bit. universe because he wanted to. And then um, if you look at somebody who's always there in the Marvel movies, Stan Lee. He kind of binds them all together. So in any movie that Stan Lee has appeared in, or any series that Stan Lee has appeared in, is up for qualification of this list. Okay. So that brings not only the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but the X-Men Sony Universe in as well. Holy shit! Alright, so here has been my gripe with this whole thing so far, ladies and gentlemen. Zig is at is at a toss-up on whether we get to include feats that have happened in the comic books. I will take you on only including movie characters that have also appeared in movies or cartoons. But, but, do we include feats that have happened in the comic books? Because the comic books get crazy. Okay, so here's what I'll say. You can include feats from the comic books as long as they don't blatantly exceed the power level exhibited on screen by the character. I feel like as long as we can include cartoons then, yes. then alright. As long as fine. it doesn't blatantly exceed the power level of the character shown on screen. In the movies. I feel like that takes a lot from the Marvel characters. It does, but... but it's the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Because, you know, this this discussion has existed um, for, like... Not yeah, this particular not... discussion. No, but the Marvel, Marvel versus the DVZ universe has existed for a very long time. You know, we're not even talking about Superman versus Goku here. We're talking about fucking... We're talking about, you know... Wolverine versus Goku. <laughs> like, yeah, but the thing is, is a tournament of power makes this very interesting. Yeah, so now you have to explain the rules of the tournament of power. I keep saying tournament. Is, is that cultural or <laughs> or regional? Sorry, Jalen. I don't know. Did you ask me a question? <laughs> tournament. Is it tournament or tournament, guys? Let, Either let one. I say tournament. <laughs> I say tournament. Yeah, I mean, all right, so explain the rules that we got going on here. So, uh, a quick note is, while these rules were generally followed, deviations were permitted on an individual basis that was essentially determined how entertaining it was to the Xenos, because like I said, they're like kids. Yeah, right, so. Rule number one of the Tournament of Power. Fighters cannot be killed, use weapons other than techniques, or use healing items like senzu beans during the match. Okay, so they can't be killed... They can't use healing items, but if healing is a part of their natural ability, 
That would be allowed. That's allowed. Okay, and they can't... Because it specifies healing items. Yeah. So, and what was the last thing you said? That's it. They cannot be killed, use weapons, oh, or healing items. Oh, they can use weapons. Okay. Yes, there are um, some notes that are worth mentioning here, though. Items that are not dangerous by themselves, such as the bottle that Master Roshi uses as part of the evil containment wave, were permitted by the Zenos, though it's implied that it was because they thought the technique was cool. Okay, okay. So, if, if you can use a weapon stylishly enough, then you might be able to get away with it. Um, yes, I... Improv we'll say improvisational weapons are allowed. Like, yes. Like, like WWE rules, like chairs and shit. Maybe Captain America would have gotten away with his shield based off of how cool he uses it. Yeah. Thor doesn't get away with either one of his. No. Too blatantly obvious. Yeah. Um, That's why I said improvisational weapons. And the shield is improvisational. Very gray area, but I erred on the, the no. I, I will call a shield improvisational. Okay. Because it's meant as a defense tactic, but if you can use it as a weapon, then... True. Or a sled. Yeah, or a sled. Okay, so fusion-based items and techniques such as the Patara earrings and the fusion dance are permitted as well. Thus, fusions are allowed. However, fusion carries a risk. If the fused warrior is eliminated, it counts as the elimination of all the fusees. Mm, mm, okay, okay, go ahead, go ahead. I have a, I have a little, I have a, you know, you built your strategy, I'm building mine as we go, so keep explaining. The okay, so if someone is killed by their own attack being deflected by someone else or an inherent flaw in a fighting technique or through self-destruction, it's not considered a violation of the rules. So if you want to jam six electrodes in there, just hit self-destruct and hope the last one, hope they only have five Pokemon, then go for it. So you're allowed to kill yourself. Yes. In order to take out another enemy. So yes. you're allowed to kamikaze this shit. Yes. Okay. That might be relevant. It might be. Two, the ma next major rule. Fighters remain in play even if rendered unconscious or unable to fight. A fighter is eliminated only when made to fall off of the fighting stage or when out of bounds. Okay. So the fighting stage, by the way, is like a giant uh, stone circle. Like it's huge, floating in the middle of space with a, uh, a pillar through it that slowly drops through the uh, arena, which is actually how the tournament time is measured. Right. Uh, once it gets to the bottom of the arena, the tournament's over, and it, it it's about 48 minutes. In real time? In real time. Yeah, okay. So, we, so they have 48 minutes. Not, I mean, that might be relevant to people who are really doing like the logistical numerical like metrics of this whole thing. I mean, we did but, just watch a video to find out that Universe 9 got eliminated in three minutes. Yeah, but we also didn't calculate the dimensions of the actual arena either. That's like, true. So, The tournament consists of a single match with all 80 fighters, 10 from each universe, <clears throat> battling at the same time. So we get to pick 10 fighters each from yes. the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But don't think about them as... 1v1, like this person versus this person. Yeah. You have 10 people and you're all fighting for the same goal. Yeah. You're fighting for your universe's survival. So we're pretty much picking our Avengers lineup to save the day here. Yes. For the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So. And they're going up against the 10 DBZ fighters. Do we have a 
10 DBZ fighters plus 60 other fighters. Well, yeah, okay. But we don't, we're not calculating the 60 other fighters. Like, we're just. We're calculating a few of them. Yeah. But who are the 10 DBZ fighters? Like, the 10 D, the DBZ fighters are the ones that are already in the tournament. Okay. All right. Like, we are just summoning one universe and dropping in the Marvel cinematic. Okay. Okay. So we're just picking our lineup for all the the other 70 fighters are the same. Okay. The match will last for 100 tacks, which is the measurement of falling of the pillar. So 48 which is, minutes. Which is 48 minutes. Right, right. All right, rule five. This is a huge one. Okay. For everyone involved. Fighters may be able to jump high, but they are unable to use flight. However, fighters who are born with wings are able to fly. Respect. Okay, so nobody can just straight up, like, glide to the top of the arena and coast there. Nope. Right. Okay. Also, they can't fly just back onto the arena after they're thrown out. Oh, so that's to prevent people from flying up after they're thrown out. Yeah. Like Smash Bros. rules. So this is kind of like Smash Bros. Actually, that's a good way to reference it. Because people don't get eliminated until they fall past the bottom lip of the uh, arena, which does have a side. So yeah, it's almost exactly like Smash Bros. in that regard. Rule six, each individual fighter will experience the natural level of gravity from their respective home world, enabling them to fight at their full capacity and fight on equal terms against all fighters. That one's self-explanatory. That one's just... So whatever powers you came with other than the ability to fly and your weapons are the powers that you have. Yeah, and you'll, regardless of what the gravity on your home world is, you're going to experience that instead of the other places people's gravity so everybody's fighting as if normal okay regardless of where they come from and the environment that they come from you just don't get to fly and you don't get weapons unless they're stylish and improvisational they just have to entertain Grinzeno. yeah so yeah that's what i'm if either one of us ends up making a case for a character based off of how cool they can entertain Granzetto, we're going to reach some next level shit. I mean, we already have that character in this case, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to start going there yet. I'd like, I could already think of one guy that would do that in the Marvel universe, but I'm sure he's on both of our list already. Possibly. All right. Once a fighter has been knocked out of the ring, they cannot return to the ring or directly attack the contestants currently in the arena. Anyone who attempts violating this rule will immediately be erased by Granzeno. Another offense by another fighter in the same universe will result in Zeno erasing that universe. Don't be a dick. Once you're out, you're out. Oh, okay. That's basically what it says. Got you. Um, and don't be a sore loser. Yeah. Uh, rule eight. When all ten warriors of a universe are eliminated, that universe, its gods, and its inhabitants are immediately erased by Zeno and future Zeno. So once you lose... All ten of your fighters, you get eliminated. So if one person loses, then everybody from that universe is done. No. So you have ten fighters in this battle royale. Right. Once you lose all ten of your fighters... Oh, oh okay. Then all ten of your fighters. All Then your universe is eliminated. Gotcha. The single elimination is if you're a dick and yeah. you try to fight from outside. Right. Number nine, the universe with the most survivors by the end of the tournament will be the victor. Okay. So the universe with the most remaining fighters of their 10. Right. That have survived for 48 minutes. Right. So you don't even have to strategically here, what you're saying is you don't even have to eliminate everybody. 
if you can eliminate enough people from each team. Theoretically, while you don't have to eliminate anybody. If you can get them to eliminate each other. Exactly. Okay. The Battle Royale makes this very, very interesting. And that's why, I, because of the structure, is why I picked the team that, away, that I did. Okay, well, we're going to get into your team before we get into my team, because I'm still thinking about my what? team. And the winner of the tournament is granted one limitless wish from the Super Dragon Balls. Yeah! However, in the anime, if the warrior wishes for something selfish, then both Zenos will erase everything. That's a hidden rule. Okay! Right. But that rule doesn't even come into play until a winner is determined. I have my 10 characters. The only thing that I could quantify their power with that I can see across the board was the uh, Marvel power grid, which is based on an area from one to seven. And uh, it goes across six different categories. The six categories are intelligence, strength, speed, durability, energy projection, and fighting ability. Intelligence is the ability to think and process information, and it goes from uh, a one is slow to impaired, uh, and a seven is omni omniscient. So one to seven. Yeah, one to seven. Right. Uh, strength, the ability to lift, press uh, weight over one's head. Okay. A one is weak, they can't lift their own body weight, and incalculable is lifting in the excess of 100 tons. See, he really broke this down for y'all so you could understand the metrics, like I, like I said earlier, of what, what kind of game we're playing here. <laughs> um, and then these, I'm just giving you the extremes, so when we go into the middle, yeah. we can give that a quick explanation, but you have context. Right. Um, speed, the ability to move over land by running or flight. Uh, one would be below normal and seven would be warp speed, which is the ability to transcend light speed or teleport. Travel through time. That's that's different. However, that that is relevant. I mean, it that is, is actually if we're very talking relevant. about quicksters, like because certain quicksters do have the ability to transgress time itself. So if we've got a quickster who can run in circles so fast that he travels to the end of the tournament, then you know, what, what is this tournament, actually? It's a test of survival. Keep going. Okay, so, durability. The ability to resist or recover from bodily injury. One would be weak, and seven would be virtually indestructible. Like Deadpool or Wolverine. I think they actually say, no, they would be four, regenerative. Mm. Mm. Okay. The next category is energy projection, which is the ability to discharge energy. I have to give a little more context on this one. Right. One would be new, would be no, and two would be the ability to discharge energy on contact. I don't remember if I kept him on here or if he was an honorable mention, but like Juggernaut building up momentum and hitting somebody. Oh, okay. I remember he did have a two on energy. Yeah. Um, the last one is fighting ability. They uh, only gave Juggernaut a two on energy, though. But I guess because he has the build up momentum. Yeah, and also energy projection then goes from short range, medium range, long range. Oh, okay. Fighting ability. The proficiency in hand-to-hand -hand combat, which one would be poor, and then seven would be master of all forms of combat. Like Wolverine or Batman. Goku or Captain America or Black Panther or Iron Fist. Or Gamora, for that matter. So those are the six categories okay. by which the Marvel Power Grid is done. Extremely dwarf, but... There are certainly characters that, once you hit a seven, you're like, but he does more. But she does more. I, yeah, I mean, like I said, this... I'm, 
I feel like these tournament rules lean towards the DBZ fighters, but I'm not gonna, we're not gonna argue the semantics of that, even though we've broken down the, like, the metric configurations of what we're going by. I have numbers for each category. Unfortunately, some of them are going to, are going to sound a lot higher than they actually are in the movies. Um, because I looked for the official power grid, and some of them do include the comic space stuff. So we'll get into that for, for each character. I mean, I feel like we should include the comic based stuff because the, you're given, like I said, we're already given the Dragon Ball Z fighters a lot of like a lot of like handicap here because all their movies are, you know, that's their canon. Their movies are their canon. If we take away the comic books, then we're taking out like a good seventy percent of the canon. Correct. But the whole point is the Marvel Cinematic Universe, not Earth 616. Even if we, but you're still like, but we're also, oh, you said Marvel, okay, all right. Marvel uh, yeah, Cinematic yeah, yeah, Universe. Yep, yeah, yeah, my bad, my bad, you know. We, not Earth 616. Yeah. However, I'm not talking about specific situations from Earth 616, but as I said earlier, if you can think of feats that were done in the comic books, that realistically fit. Nigga, the Hulk has literally held a planet together. <laughs> I feel where you're coming from. It's like, all right, if we if we include the comic book stuff, then this thing might as well just be like the Marvel Cinematic Universe comes through and completely makes every DBZ. Oh yeah, no, it'd be gross. Here. It yeah. would be what? gross. Yeah, can we just? All right, like, hot take, hot take. Yeah, I love Dragon Ball Z. Goku and all them, you know, they have shown their strength and their feats. They deserve to be held in that category of the strongest fighters of all animated creation, right? But I feel like Dragon Ball Z fans haven't really, maybe y'all haven't delved into the comic books like that. And once you dig into those comic books, man, you start to see that these, these, if we're going into the comic books, the Gambit would have been on here because he controls kinetic energy. He could be in here because he's been in a fucking... But he was not doing anything that impressive in the movie. <sighs> I don't know why, but I saw that movie, I think, three times, and I didn't enjoy it the first time. No, I haven't enjoyed any of the X-Men movies, and it sucks because the X-Men... Now, if, like, we're, if we get to include... The X-Men cartoon then, though? Not Marvel Cinematic Universe. How is that not Marvel? That was Marvel's first cinematic attempt, son. That was their first, like, real, like, timeline building. Oh, no. Like, Do you mean, like, like the cartoons? Yeah. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah, but they're not Marvel Cinematic Universe. How is that not Marvel Cinematic Universe, though? All right, I feel like this is a riptide, son. We're calling it a riptide. Well, this is more of an addendum. They have to have been in a movie that was on the movie screen. Or in a television show connected to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like Dead, okay. like, like Daredevil or Luke Cage. Or... Oh, so we could include Luke Cage, though? Yeah. Uh, he, he would only anything. count as bulletproof, which is a five on the durability scale, but how good does being bulletproof matter when you're getting punched think, by Goku? Hold on, I think Luke Cage is a bit more than bulletproof, though. Like, I feel like my mans could take, like, rocket blasts and stuff. Oh, he has unbreakable skin. Yeah, exactly. So, he could probably take a punch or two from Goku, but I don't know how long he's gonna last against, like, 
energy blast and like heavy Kamehameha's and shit. Alright, so shall we go down my list? Yep. Yeah, go okay. ahead. Give me your full explanation we'll, we'll, for your list. We'll, we'll give it Marvel a. Uh, we'll we'll go character by character. Okay, so number one, I have Doctor Strange. My name is Doctor Stephen Strange, and I have some questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is rated at a three durability, a six energy, fighting skills of three, intelligence of four, speed of seven, and his strength of two. Hold on, hold on, wait. Go go back over that a little bit slower. So he has... I'm going to try not to do this with everybody, but... Doctor Strange's durability is a three. Only a three. Only a three. Uh, His energy is a six. Fighting skills are a three. Only a three? Only a three. You have to remember, he's very magic-based. That's why his energy is so high. But he's also practiced, like, with the... Like, no, but there's a lot of kung fu, like... I'm pulling up the, uh, the standards by which this is... Because we didn't clarify the numbers in the middle, uh, if his fighting yeah, what's a four? His if his fighting skills are a three, that would give him some training. I would give him more than some training. I would say he's pretty proficient in a lot of in a couple forms of martial art. Master of a single form of combat. Yeah, I would definitely give him master of a single form of combat. Okay, so what we he spent. I mean, even based off of the movie, like if we're not talking about the comic books, that would move him to a five. Um, even if we we're talking about the movie, he spent a lot of time with those monks training and true, like, true, true. Uh, his intelligence is a four, which would mean he is gifted. I believe he's a genius. I don't think he's super genius, but I believe he's a genius. I would give him a genius. Even I would give him, especially before his magical abilities, I would give him gifted, but. After his magical abilities, I feel like he's genius level. Mm-hmm. Uh, his speed is a seven, which is the ability to teleport, which he can do. Yeah. That's just totally obvious. Agreed. Um, and his strength, which is, I believe you would agree, is the least important one for him. Yeah, he's is, definitely. He has uh, normal strength. Yeah. Like he can lift his body weight. Mm, lift his body weight or a little more. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. He's, he's in good shape. Yeah. I feel like with magic assisted, he's a little bit stronger than that. Uh, that's but actually based the, off of physical strength. One of the biggest things is in the DBZ universe, they don't have magic, actual magic. Yeah, but if, I feel like magic can easily be translated because neither does the Marvel Cinematic Universe. If you actually think about it, all the magic is in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is manipulation of energy. They just explain it in like a different way. Oh, so the other uh, very important note about the structure of this is this tournament happens before the events of Infinity War. So Doctor Strange still has his time stone, yeah. which doesn't fall does under... That, count as, that does not count as a weapon? It, that, that does not count as a weapon because it's part... The, the Zenos would think it would cool. it was cool. Unless they're stylish and improvisational. They just have to entertain Grin Zeno. Yeah, so yeah, th- that's if, what I'm If either one of us ends up making a case for a character based off of how cool they can entertain Grin Zeno, we're gonna reach some next level shit. Probably. The Zenos right, would think right. it's cool. Yeah, <laughs> they would be like, we like his drip. <laughs> the Zenos would think that's cool. Yeah, there you go. He that's why, that's why it's I fine. See, I see you. My number two pick, and I'm sure we agree on this, is Phoenix. I 
are we talking the Phoenix Force itself or or Dark Phoenix? Uh, Dark Phoenix. So Phoenix with Jean, Jean Grey and pissed off Jean Grey. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So right. her uh, her durability is a seven, virtually indestructible. Agreed. Her energy is a seven. Agreed. Which <laughs> which would be. Uh, virtually unlimited commands of all forms of energy. Yeah. Uh, her fighting skills are a four, which would be an experienced fighter. I'm not sure how much it matters. Uh, her intelligence yeah. is a three, which mm. would make her learned. Mm, I might give her gifted, if not genius. I would give her Phoenix. gifted. I wouldn't yeah. call her a genius. Because you gotta you gotta think. Like, with the Phoenix, Jean Grey being telepathic, with the Phoenix Force, that means she's reading minds and shit like that. She's so, she's gifted, but she's also, like, very learned from Xavier. Yeah. I wouldn't call her a genius. Alright. I'm not into the... I'm not she's taken her it. gift and, and refined it. Yeah. Because we also know that she was, uh, like crazy out of control when she went to Xavier. Yeah, but that was just because she, her power her power was already, as a telepath, was already like OP. Yes. So then when she got combined with the Phoenix Force, that was like OP, OP. Yeah, but I'm so, arguing that she's not a genius, she's just extremely gifted and yeah. then refined. Alright. So you're arguing that if she was more intelligent, she'd be able to control her power better. I'm arguing if she was more intelligent, she would be a five. <laughs> All right, so her speed is a seven. Yeah. Her speed is a seven, and her strength is a two. I also don't know how much that matters. Okay. A two? So you you mean her physical strength without using her powers is a two? Yeah, she can lift her body weight. Okay. Why the fuck does she need to lift anything? I She's mean, dark well, Phoenix. I mean, but yeah, you also got to think about the fact that these are characters that have taken into account that their whole life is for like you know saving humanity so they're they, these are people that like are when you get into like the comic book show like they really like work out and shit like that and they build their strength up so i'll give you that she can lift her body weight and then some because without without yeah, using your her body weight to twice her body weight yeah without using her powers yeah so we move on to number three I tried to lean away from godlike characters unless they were like very tangible. Respect. That's why I didn't say Phoenix Force and Phoenix Force itself. Respect. But number three, he's very tangible, even though he's kind of godlike. And I went with Apocalypse. I am going after Apocalypse. Do what you will, for I fear no one. King of all mutants. Like, I don't know what his comparison would be in the DBZ universe, but, like, maybe Broly. Like, <laughs> he's, like, the Broly of all mutants. Yeah, that's so, probably a good comparison. So, yeah, I definitely, I could see that. I'll have to, uh, we'll have to look up, actually, exactly what Apocalypse's powers are in a little bit. He has all the mutant powers. Like, he's, like, rogue without having to touch people. Like, he can do everything that all of them can do. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna touch on a overall character analysis across the board thing when I get to my next character, which is Rogue. Some friendly advice teach, don't mess with the Rogue. Yeah. So Rogue is sevens across the board. She's also like a trump card for- She's for, the ultimate uh, trump card. No, we're not gonna, no, we won't call it a trump card anymore because 
fuck Donald Trump. Anyway. Dumps, we, dumpster fire. We, All right, we, we'll, we'll stop there. We're going to edit the Riptide. Um, <laughs> so Rogue is the ultimate wild card. Yeah, there we go. I like wild card better. Ultimate wild card. Yeah. So she's sevens across the board almost just because she can be whatever she is around. And that is the biggest reason that I picked Rogue is she can not only disable someone with touch, but she also gains their powers. For all that, then we should have included um, the origin of species. What is, who's the dude that came up with that? Was that Apocalypse? No, no, in real life, in real oh, life. Oh, Darwin? Yes, Darwin, okay. So the X-Men Darwin, who whose, whose power is to adapt to his surroundings, right? Right? So you're saying if you put him in the Tournament of Power... Yeah. You're just putting him in, like, a Pichu dish of, of power. Exactly. Oof. Was he in the movies? Yeah. Yeah, he was in X-Men First Class. Oh, and, man. And they kind of they kind of screwed him over in X-Men First Class, but... <laughs> but... All right, then he, he would probably, like, anything that, like... Your theory, he probably wouldn't be able to handle just because of how hard he got bitch made in the movies. So, and, no, according to your rules, because of how bitch made they made him in the movies, he might not last as long as he would if we're going off comic books. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Okay. But it'd still be that that, that could be another one. And wild card. this goes into a. Ooh, and if Rogue touches Darwin and gets Darwin's powers, it's like X squared. Yeah, anyway. Anybody going. who doesn't know what that looks like, grab a TI-83 and type <laughs> X squared. Look what look what happens. I'm talking infinite. <laughs> All right. So the thing with Rogue is she falls into the copycat law. And the copycat law with any fictional character that can copy powers yeah. is broken. Yeah. They're the, always... This argument, they're, yeah. Is, they're just always broken. Yeah. It, it's So... She can exist as a character in this tournament, but based off of the objective of the tournament, it's not about who singularly wins the tournament. It's about the team left with the most players. Correct. So we can still include her in this argument theoretically because it's not about her being OP. Her ar The argument is for her being a wild card. Um, she... She would be able to do the essentially the self-destruct rule without self-destructing. And then once you shut them down, you just kind of like roll them over off the stage. Exactly. I feel you. I feel where we're... Yeah. So keep going. So my number five is the Hulk. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. Mm -hmm. Durability of a seven. Energy of a five. Fighting skills of a four. I might give Hulk energy of a six, but... So energy would be quantified as a five or a six, and I'm pretty sure this just counts from, like, wind blasts that he can make by, like, clapping. His A five is long-range, long-duration, single energy type. Six would be able to discharge multiple forms of energy, so I believe he would. he's good in a five. Okay. All right, that's fair. Because I feel like the Hulk can definitely create, like, you know, an earthquake with a clap. But, but, yeah. <laughs> that's not, like, multiple forms of energy, so. It's always, it's always just, like, 
sound one and singular air. action creating yeah. and we're not going to go into you know does him manipulating sound and air like i mean that's what i'm talking about because like i said the hulk can literally like he could probably summon enough force that when he claps at the nigga it could create a wind blast that, you know, yeah we're, are we really that. arguing that it's wind and sound are drastically different than we make him a six no, no, that's what I'm saying. I okay. agree with you because he's not summoning, like, multiple. Like, to me, multiple forces is, like, you know, triple beam cannon and shit. Yeah. His fighting skills are a four, which is experienced fighter. Yeah. He's not a master of anything. He just Hulk smash. No, yeah, I would, yeah. I, he's more of a, he's a, he's a brute class fighter. Yeah. He's not, like, a master martial artist or anything. Yeah. Um, he's your engage fighter. Fair. Uh, intelligence is a six because he is still Banner. I was gonna say Banner is like genius class, though. Uh, yes, that would make Banner. Well, but you said seven is omnipotent. So Banner is considered a super genius. Yeah, at a six. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, um, that's his, fair. I agree. I agree. His speed is a three, which would be subsonic superhuman, okay. uh, which is the ability to move at peak velocity below Mach one, so approximately. 760 miles per hour. Okay, I feel like that's fair. Uh, Somebody and, might argue differently, but we're based off the rules that we're given here, I feel like that's fair. And uh, his strength is a 7. Yeah. 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 If anybody... <laughs> there's no way we're... There, if Hulk doesn't have the highest strength on this list, then I yeah. don't know. Okay, so my number 6, I have Dr. Doom. Dr. Doom! Gosh, I wish I'd brought my autograph book. Your attempts at humor bore me, Spider-Man. Fortunately, I won't have to listen to them much longer. Right, Leadhead, because I'm going to stop you right here and now. You never learn, do you? I mean, I'm with you on that, because uh, all hail God King Doom. Mm-hmm. You're also not including a lot of the things done in the movies, but I feel like if we include the things done in the movies... I, all right, all right, so I, mean, I, I admit, just because I have a little bit of a hard one for Dude. Reverse, reverse, but yeah, keep it. it. I, I kind of did just like, he was in the movies, let's just have fucking Dr. Doom in there. Yeah, because, I mean, why not? We're not going to let it be God King if the No, but if the universe is at stake then I feel like Dr. Doom is going to step up regardless because he's not going to let his existence go. The same reason that Frieza was in the tournament. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Doom, his durability is a six. His energy projection is also a six. Mm, What's a seven? For energy projection? Virtually unlimited command of all forms of energy. I feel like Doom is a seven. I mean, even if we're not talking God King Doom, like, I don't know, because if you're going to give Doom, if you're going to give Doom a handicap by allowing him to have some comic book potential, then I feel like he should have a seven, because that, his command of magic is, is unheralded by anybody Like, the only person who comes close is, is Doctor Strange. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll give you a seven. Uh, his fighting skills, uh, he is a four at an experienced fighter. Yeah, okay. He doesn't need to throw hands. Most of the time, no. Most of the time, he doesn't need to throw hands. But he is also pretty experienced in fighting. Like, we are talking about somebody with, like, uh, an intelligence level to match Reed Richards, but, like, with a real, like, taste for, like, vengeance and revenge. So, that actually brings us to his intelligence, which is a six. 
And before you argue it's a seven, he's he not is, omnipotent. He is a super genius. He is not omniscient. No, I, I agree. I agree. Um, his speed is a five, which would mean he is supersonic, and he has a, the ability to move at a peak velocity between Mach 2 to orbital velocity, approximately 17,000 miles per hour. I'm still going to ask what's a six, though. Uh, speed of light. I'll give you and his strength, <laughs> his <laughs> and his strength is a four, which is uh, superhuman. The ability to lift between eight hundred pounds and twenty-five tons. All right, I agree. I agree. Okay, so I'm, this is one that we talked about before that you are going to disagree with me, but I am going off of the movies, and my seventh one is Loki. I said... No! I just don't think Loki is that powerful overall when like considering the rest of the Marvel characters that have been in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, even if we are just including even if we're talking about, I mean shit, I might fucking throw Ultron in there over Loki. Like, <laughs> I thought about Ultron, but I was like, Ultron's only good when there's other tech and computers he can invade around. That's not true. Ultron is super fucking strong, yo. Like, Ultron was ripping, like, fucking pillars and shit. Also, Ultron wouldn't even fight in this thing. What does he care about surviving the universe? I mean, no, Ultron would fight for purely selfish reasons, because he wants to study the DBZ fighters and the rest of the fighters around the universe. All right, that's fair. I don't have Ultron on my list. Mm -hmm, but guess who does? <laughs> All right, so my eighth pick is Captain Marvel. I've been fighting with one arm tied behind my back. But what happens when I'm finally set free? Mm. Um, her intelligence is a three, a strength of a five, fighting skill of a four, speed of five, energy of six, and durability of six. What's a three of intelligence? A three of intelligence is learned. Mm, I might give her. Uh, I might give her genius level intelligence. Mm, I know you. I I know you don't feel that way based off of. But I mean, you also got to think, she's mastered human, like technology and, and alien technology. Yeah, like, okay. I don't know. I think I feel just kind of like that. Just makes her still just learned. I mean, but she's able to like keep up with like the math levels. Of, How about like, we settle with start. gifted? Okay. Um, I chose Captain Marvel just because, you what? know, she deus ex machina the Avengers Endgame. I mean, she is one of the most powerful characters in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I yeah. mean, she's not top 10, but she's definitely like top 20. So, and we're not including God level characters, which are top 10. That would be the top 10. Yeah. So, number nine, I have Professor Xavier. Lights represent every living person on the planet. And these are the mutants. Professor Xavier in a wheelchair. You're gonna have to explain yourself on that one. Okay, when I get to my tactics, my strategy and my tactics, which are different, strategy is basically pre-planning, tactics is mid-game. Yeah, but you don't have... But do you have Captain America on you? 
sense because if not. you're talking strategy, then how could you not include Captain America? There's a reason. I will explain. All right, go ahead. So, Professor Xavier, this is probably based off of his ability to just fuck with people. Uh, his durability is a four. You're basing, I was going to say, you're basing most of your argument here off of his telepathic ability. Yes. And I need you to explain this. Yes. <laughs> so, his durability is a four. His energy is a seven. Fighting skills are a one. Intelligence is a seven. Speed is a one. And his strength is a one. All right, I have one more hot take pick for you. My 10th person is Nightcrawler. How about you, Kurt? Got a special gift that brought you here? Maybe. Whoa. Nightcrawler? Nightcrawler. Why? Why Nightcrawler? What are, what are the so stats? His, his numbers are, his durability is a five. His energy is a seven for some reason. Uh, his fighting skills, this is probably strictly based off of the comics. They say it's a seven, but it's probably closer to like a, uh, a five in the movies. Because he definitely does like break people's necks with like his tail and shit like that. I mean, yeah, like, I wouldn't give him superhuman strength. Like, he may maybe he's able to lift, like, a dumpster up over his head, but, like... So, I would say that's superhuman, which would be 800 to 25 pounds. Okay, yeah. Or, I'll be, no, I'll 800 be, to 25 tons, I'm sorry. I don't know if i give him 25 tons, though. I don't think... But I've over 800. Yeah. Yeah, okay. All right. Like, if he can lift 1,200... Do you think Nightcrawler could lift a tank, though? No, but I feel like Nightcrawler could lift a dumpster, which yeah. is certainly over 800 pounds. You think it, I don't think a dumpster is over 800 pounds. Made of metal! How much do you weigh? I, I'm still thinking like a dumpster is maybe like 600 pounds. No, a dumpster is easily over a ton. You think over a ton? Yes. You think a dumpster is like the same as an elephant? Maybe... Maybe, yeah. I can see that. Made of, I would say a dumpster is over... I would say a dumpster is over, over a ton. All right, audience. Let us let us know what you think. Who's right here? Because I feel like... I don't know. Strongman competition. I, although I've never seen a strongman lift a dumpster over his head. I definitely feel like I've seen strongmen flip dumpsters, though. That's pretty superhuman. All right. So his intelligence is a five, which is a genius. Makes sense. Nightcrawler is a genius? Makes sense. His mom is Mystique. I don't know if that makes him a genius, though. What are some genius things that Nightcrawler has done in life? How about we just say gifted? Okay, I'll give you gifted. All comic book characters appear to be gifted. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that's... Goku is <laughs> dumb. Yeah. Goku actually gets a one in intelligence, and I I'll just... I'll give Goku I, a two. I, no, 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 no. No, showing proficiency... No, a two is a normal. He is slow or impaired. No, I'll give him a two because showing proficiency in martial arts demonstrates some kind of intelligence, yo. Like, he has demonstrated an ability to focus in and discipline himself on a thing, which I feel like demonstrates some kind of intelligence. It's just that he has focused all of his intelligence on becoming the, like, strongest fighter in the universe. <laughs> None on anything else. Like, he is he's... a horrible, horrible father. I, <laughs> I just have to always hit on that. <laughs> Terrible father. His people skills also aren't that great. Nope. Like, if you God think bless about Piccolo. It, yeah. Like, 
Pic- Piccolo's people skills aren't that great either. Yeah, but Piccolo is a great father. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, Vegeta is a great father. Okay, Vegeta stuck around to raise both of his children. Oh yeah. And and is just as strong as Goku. Like usually right behind Goku. He may not be just as strong as Goku, but he's right behind Goku. I so guarantee. If that's the I sacrifice, you. If that's the sacrifice of raising your kids. I feel like I'd rather be Vegeta than Goku. <laughs> That's fair. But, you know Vegeta has like an itinerary. And Goku just like, wake up, train. Yeah. Sit down, train. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's like, <laughs> Goku is Kendrick. And, woo, and, mm, hello. And I'm Vegeta is Jay-Z. I was gonna say J. Cole, but... <laughs> no, like, Jay-Z's got so many other things going on, and he's still, like, right near the top. Yeah. If, if that's... Ooh, that's a high take. I don't know. That might be a whole different discussion. Like, let's keep going. So that was your last one? Your last one is Nightcrawler. Uh, yeah, no, and um, the crucial one is his speed is a 7. Yeah. Because he fucking teleports. Yeah. And that that's pretty useful, especially when you're falling off the edge of an arena. So. Okay, so let's get the ones out of the way that we agree. Actually, we'll wait on that. So here's my strategy. Yeah, let me team. hear your strategy because you've got some wild cards in your joint okay. that I need explanations. So I'm going to just drop the ones that are like, I'm choosing them on raw power level and I know what they're going to do mm-hmm. and they can hold their own. And well, that's Doom, options. Apocalypse, Dark Phoenix, Hulk, Captain Marvel and um, I would say Strange and Loki um, I will give you Strange I cannot okay I will Loki, say Strange Loki's power level has not been demonstrated to me I will give you Loki for strategic value that, that's a, actually I will say my four picks that are the wild cards including Loki our strategic value. But I don't know how far that strategic value is going to get you. Okay, well... Because you're going off... I feel like you're going off purely off of Goku's dumbness. I feel like the rest of the super strong characters in DBZ aren't as dumb as Goku. No, I'm not going off the dumbness of Goku. I'm going for uh, how to attack the, uh, the system that this is a battle royale for survival. Even Jiren's not as dumb as Goku. Jiren's absolutely not as dumb as Goku. Yeah, Jiren's, but, like, smart. Yeah. <laughs> like, and he's the nigga that had all of them fucking running. <laughs> so... So those six, Doom, Apocalypse, Dark Phoenix, Captain Marvel, Hulk, and Doctor Strange, they can just hold their own. However, I will say that Doctor Strange also fits in with these other four I'm about to talk about, and they are used for strategic purposes, unique abilities, and utility, and combos. Professor X. Drop him into the middle of arena and make a psychic EMT. Hmm. <laughs> and also immediately convince mentally all the fighters that he is not there. I feel your strategy. I just don't know how long that's going to work against some of the because we haven't even really like what I was getting ready to ask you to do is what we really need to do for my purposes for like my brain. I need you to look up all of the DBZ characters included in this tournament 
because that gives me better context for who I'm going to pick for my team because I'm having well, difficulty remembering exactly who is in this tournament. So, we know that Professor X is the strongest telepath in the Marvel Universe, more or less, right? I think Jean Grey is the strongest He's telepath. more practiced and controlled than Jean Grey, for sure. Like, if you drop Professor X into the, into the middle and of the crowd... I mean, he'll what be about able... Scarlet Witch, though? Scarlet Witch has, like, reality-shaping powers that she has very little control over. And I also don't know how much that would help. I think she has more control over them. I mean... Does I, she have more going... control than Gren Zeno? The answer is no. I, if we're going purely... See, this is what I'm talking about, though. If we're going purely based off of the movies, then you're right. But if we're going based off the comic books, then you're entirely wrong. Because she definitely has way more control over... She wiped out half of the fucking mutants in the entire... She wiped universe. out half of the mutants? Grand Zeno wiped out six universes! I'm sure she could do the same shit. Like... <laughs> We're talking about somebody like this. That's like this Thanos is the, this level. is this is a reptile, and we are arguing no. on the fact that somebody can control a single reality, and Gren Zeno is balancing eighteen. But that's why I'm saying if we include characters like Scarlet Witch in this, then we're really like then we really have to have a fucking discussion about this because she's like, been in look, the movies, here, but her power level gets OP. Though. Here's how strong Gren Zeno is. When he calls a meeting of the board, Stan Lee is just a member. But that's because Stan Lee is like a watcher. Like, we're not even including, because he's not in the movies, we're not including the one above all, like, who is literally, like, God and the constructor of the Marvel Universe. Well, technically he is Or the Beyonder. Because they, the theory is that Stan Lee actually is the one above all, but that the one above all is just the Supreme Kai. So I, they can't, they can't. I they feel can't like Stan Lee is a watcher, though. I like, this, I like the theory that Stan Lee is a watcher and not the one above. But I mean, I guess him and who not Jack Kirby, who's the other dude? I can't remember his name. Neither can I. It, but yeah, all right. Either way, that's the work type. But. Okay, uh, so I use Professor X basically as a psychic EMP, um, disabling immediately all the weaker fighters that cannot handle a psychic attack. He is uh, also going to try to convince everybody there that he is not there, um, and he can strategize psychically with the other nine fighters of the universe, where Steve Rogers would have to yell commands. Yeah, but I feel like if you put Steve Rogers in there and replace of, like, Nightcrawler, then you could have, you know, Professor X with in Steve Rogers' minds melding together, and what kind of damage would that do? Okay, so... But we're also talking about, and I don't know how I feel about including Steve in an arena where people are throwing energy blasts around. Exactly. Like, I know Steve can get away from certain, like, we've seen that he can deal with characters that have that ability, but... We have seen that his shield can resist energy blasts from Iron Man, though. So... Um, is his shield allowed or not? So, Loki like would basically be, um lack of a better term, a troll. Uh, he would make clones of people. He would, you know, shapeshift into people. He would make people fight shadows of himself. And not to mention, he is still a god. So 
but he is a tangible figure who clearly, thanks to Hulk we have seen, can get his ass kicked. Um, right, which I'm saying for all that, you should include Thor instead of Loki. I mean, I know Loki has those mischievous abilities which you feel like strategically might play into this here, but... I'm banking on the raw power level of seven of my characters to carry me a very long path. I still feel like you left out one of the most powerful, like one of the strongest characters in the Marvel Universe, though. So, Rogue, I use as the wild card, like I said. And Nightcrawler is teleport. Anybody who falls off the arena, bamf, bamf. Anybody who's about to get hit by something crazy, bamf, bamf. Instantaneously. I feel like... Nightcrawler doesn't have to fight. He just has to protect everyone else. I feel like, yeah, I guess if he can just hop around and jump onto people and literally teleport them off the fucking border... And That's another thing he can do. Because the I only way the only way argument. to knock people out is by ring out. Is it your argument? So, my, my team is built on strategy. If somebody who is wicked power... Like, if Captain Marvel starts... Uh, gets dragged into a fight against uh, Vegeta too early. Uh, and I don't know though. I don't know. She might dog Vegeta. So but too, like depending on the time, Vegeta. depending like, on the time of the tournament, like I'm not trying to take just anything like, away from Vegeta, but I also feel like once again here, a lot of these Marvel characters are new to people who have had time to sit with their DBZ characters. They've had time to learn and watch their DBZ characters grow, whereas a lot of other people, like those same people, haven't really experienced what Captain Marvel can do. Like, we are talking about planet-destroying characters. But the other thing uh, with the inclusion of Nightcrawler and Professor X, I'm sorry, if Professor X is psychically giving commands and controlling the tactics of the fight, if he wants to draw a different matchup, like if he wants, you know, uh, to switch Doctor Doom on to Jiren and put uh, Captain Marvel against someone else, yeah, then you. Professor X can let everybody know, tell Nightcrawler to teleport one person away and another person right in so we can switch up matchups instantly. I feel you. I feel where you're coming from. I don't have to have all ten of my fighters, quote-unquote, fight. It's just an odd lineup. It's an odd lineup. It's not the way I would have approached it. It's a different way to approach it, that's for sure. And I'm not saying that it's a bad way to approach it. But I also, once again, here's what I need. And I really need to remember who from the DBZ universe is in this fight. Because that will determine my life. Okay. The, uh, the, just to emphasize one more time before we take that break, my team is constructed to win, ideally just do the best that they can, because that is the original question. Right. If they can win, or we argue that they do win, then that's the best they can do. My team is constructed to put the Marvel Cinematic Universe in the best position to have the most surviving characters at the end of the tournament. Right. Playing the long game, folks. 
Alright ladies and gentlemen, so what we're gonna do now, now that Zig is done explaining his list, is we're gonna remind everybody of all the notable DDZ characters in this lineup so that you have a general idea of, you know, who who these people are up against when it comes to like what this battle royale is really about. So in universe seven, which is Goku's universe, these names should all sound familiar. Goku, Vegeta, Gohan, Piccolo, Tien, Master Roshi, Krillin, Android 17, 18, and Frieza. <clears throat> From Universe 11, of course, there is Giant, there's Jiren, there is Top, uh, and Dipso, uh, who I believe was the super fast one, Kefla, who is the fusion from Universe 6 of the other two Saiyans. She was stupid strong. She was the one that Goku had to like run up on um, and Super Saiyan Kamehameha like right in the face in Ultra Instinct. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Hit is uh, from Universe 6 as well. Um, and Hit, if you remember, it can basically like go forward or backward in time. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, a couple of seconds. So that's why people would fight him and they would just like have damage and he would just like appear behind them. Yeah, yeah. Mm, that's treacherous though, so we, yeah. But that, I mean, him right there, that competition for your Nightcrawler, like. Those are a couple of the really notable characters in the Tournament of Power. And you didn't even include like Goku and Frieza. And no, because I feel like they are self-explanatory. Yeah. I found a list on uh, Kiara, or Quara, whatever the hell it's called, um, and they say one is Goku, two is Jiren, three is Kefla in her Super Saiyan 1 state, which is the fusion, four is Vegeta, five is Top Analaza, uh, who is easily winning a beam struggle against three Super Saiyan blue tier characters and two sub Super Saiyan blue tier characters. Mm, okay. Uh, he has a good versatility and adapts. The more he fights, if he doesn't have a giant weak spot, he would be a lot more threatening. Mm -hmm. I feel like this is the list that we'll go with. So this is the list of people that we will put our 10 Marvel characters Yes. Koichuri Art Tar. Weird name. The beta version of Analaza, uh, this guy still canceled out a Kamehameha from Super Saiyan Blue Goku, a uh, Gallic Gun from Vegeta simultaneously. Uh, he also tanked a fully charged Kamehameha from full power uh, from Gohan and was completely off guard in that situation. Uh, eight is Hit, the legendary assassin from Universe 6, has fallen a bit from once being the cream of the crop, but he's still very high up there. His ability, the Cage of Time, was capable of restraining a suppressed Jiren for quite some time, and his strength still seemed to be that around of a Super Saiyan Blue Goku's as well. Hmm. Okay. Number nine is Frieza. The ones from Universe 7 I'm not going to go into. Uh, 10 is Android 17. 11 is Gohan. Okay, I don't remember who anybody passed. I was going to say, yeah, I think you went past 10 already. Yeah, I think so. Uh, just to give some other references, like Android 18 is 21, Piccolo is 23. So there you go. The, that's that's like your frame of reference for power level. Okay. All right. So, with that being said, 
I just want to go through my honorable mentions first. Okay. Because, like I said, we're not being fair to the Marvel Universe here because, yeah, I, the Marvel Universe has characters like fucking Molecule Man and Captain Universe and Wonder Man and Sentry that, like, <laughs> are OP-level characters. Oh, yeah. They can literally, like... Like... They can literally, like, change molecular structures and bend matter and things like that. So, yeah, we don't even get to talk about those. But, I mean, even then, like, I don't know. I have Deadpool on my list because, you know, Deadpool's ability to heal. And he's a pretty skilled, like, you know, warrior and everything. But we're also talking about, like, energy blast and shit. So, that kind of takes Deadpool out of the... Okay. I have Captain Marvel on my honorable mentions, but I might include her on my list. Now that I know the rules a little bit better, like Captain Marvel might be on my list. I have Hulk. I have Doom. Those are three characters that you also had. You know, I had the Phoenix Force itself. I didn't have the Phoenix with Jean Grey, but I mean, I might do Dark Phoenix with Jean Grey. Oh, what are you going to do? Have some, like, astro-crazy phoenixy looking thing flying around the tournament of power like, i mean if the phoenix force chooses to meld with the fucking hulk then what are we talking about you said all right, fusions let's, let's are just allowed. stop right there you said fusion we're not allowed. doing we are not doing that level of what ifs okay <laughs> we're not gonna take a what if and then put make but it turn into what books, if inception but the comic books have gone that far though <laughs> I don't know if the Phoenix Force has ever melded with the Hulk before, but I know that the fucking Venom symbiote has touched every anything and everybody in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's well, not the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but in the Marvel Universe. But, like I said, so the characters we agreed on were Doctor Doom, Hulk, Captain Marvel, we'll say Phoenix, and... Rogue? Rogue, yeah, I'll give you Rogue, and I'll give you Apocalypse. But I didn't think about them at first. Well, I thought about Rogue, but I wasn't sure about the rules. So now that I know the rules, I might include Rogue because, yeah, that's a bit of a, a strategical move. The copycat yeah, rule. Yeah, that's a bit of a strategic move. But I also feel like you you did, you know, some characters a little dirty, though. Like, like I said about Scarlet Witch earlier, I feel like if we throw Scarlet Witch in there... That's a whole different kind of level of strategy. I mean, you know, I feel like she could fight a little bit better and still have the same telepathic ability that you have with your Professor X. But that's up for debate, I guess. We also have, like, the Silver Surfer, who I feel like is one of the strongest characters in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Or, and even though it hasn't been, like, demonstrated in the movies yet he's yeah what 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 he doesn't have a surfboard he doesn't need his surfboard i'm just saying he doesn't have it he doesn't need it though he doesn't need it and he doesn't need the ability to fly he still has the power cosmic the ability to manipulate like molecular structures and energy and create energy forces and absorb energy forces so that movie also sucked yeah (laughs) it didn't do any justice but we didn't do Doom any justice either. We are just stretching the rules with him. I feel like we stretched the rules for a Silver Surfer then. And 
And I feel like we can also, you know, we agreed on the Hulk, but we already agreed. And you don't have Thor on your list either, who I feel like is definitely holding his weight against the rich. I mean, we're talking about literal I, God here. If I've made a grave mistake, Odin suddenly. Oh, I make grave mistakes all the time. Everything seems to work out. I thought about Thor, but then I was just thinking you that, have Loki that on harnessing. I have Loki for strategic reasons over Thor. So. I mean, Thor's not Thor, he doesn't have Mjolnir. Thor has, like, the strength of Goku, like, god-level Goku, but has, like, actual fighting intelligence and, like, intelligence intelligence. But Thunder and Lightning is not as powerful as a Kamehameha. That's, that's really we're what it boiled about, down to. We're me. talking about a character who literally absorbed the blast from, like, what, the sun? Like didn't in the movies. Oh yeah, he did in the movies. He did in the movies. Exactly. It was like a ray blast from the sun. So we're not gonna disrespect Thor like that. All right, we're gonna put Thor down here, and uh, we'll 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 come to a, a consensus afterwards. And he can. He's not just calling down like like single lightning blasts. Like Thor is literally like calling down like waterfalls of lightning. Like, we can really, like, get into it. Like, we're talking about a character who not just took, like, in, in the comic books, he's literally held up, like, the heavens of Norse mythology. I forget what the fuck they're called, but, like, yeah. Like, Thor is, like, the second. The show. Norse mythology, it's kind of like a, like, um... It's like a it's, tree It's thing. layers. Yeah. So. You're debating me on four spots, and you're gonna put Thor up there. But I mean, I also have like other, it's just like, once again, once we talk about like some of the DBZ fighters, I'm like, I'm rethinking certain things. And it's also not fair to me that I don't get to include characters like Adam Warlock or, or Sentry. But oh, yeah, <laughs> no, you don't. But, but like I said, I do have Venom on my list. What the hell are you? I am Venom. And you are mine. With Venom, Venom is an interesting one. Does Eddie Brock have to stay in the ring? No, I'm or just, Venom when to be I say considered Venom, still in the ring? No, when I say Venom, I just mean the symbiote. I don't know if they would allow be allowed to choose Venom. This, you see, this is technicality. Choosing Venom and separating the, the symbiote, symbiote from Eddie Brock <laughs> as a fighter. But, but hold on, but Venom has... All right, so can I do Venom Deadpool then? Because that's, that's definitely... No, bad. that's only none in the comics. If you're doing <laughs> if you're doing Venom, it has to be uh, Topher Grace Venom. No, no. All right, I'll give you I'll give you the, the Tom Hardy Venom. Yeah, I'll give you Tom Hardy definitely Venom. Definitely Tom Hardy Venom. Come on, that's not fair. Fucking Tover Grace. Sub Foreman. <laughs> that 70s show ass shit. Alright, so. I also have Wolverine on my list. But. Or I had Wolverine on my list. But when we're talking energy blast, now I have to like completely. Also, when you saw that the durability of regeneration is only a four. According to the Dungeon Master's rules. According to MarvelUniverse.com character slash thingy, 
It is the legit Marvel thing. They have a database you can look at. I just wonder how canon it is. I have no idea, man. I like the Venom one, though. I did not think about that. That would be... We'd have to debate on the technicalities of the rules to whether or not we'd want to choose Venom or not. <laughs> That's how I feel about Deadpool. Because Deadpool has literally both killed everybody in the Marvel Universe and the DC Universe at some point in time in the comics. So, And then that would bring into the debate, since Deadpool is aware, he's self-aware of being in a comic book, does that make him in the movies still canon with his actions in the comic book because he's aware he's in a movie and in a comic book and they're both aware of each other? Exactly. Because if that if that is if that is the argument that is true, you could then go on the spread argument that yes, you can include all of the things from the comic books. But we would settle that in court if it comes down to that. <laughs> you tell us audience, does it float? Alright, so we're going down Doc's top ten list. And we agree we agree on seven. We agree on Doctor Doom, Apocalypse, Rogue, Dark Phoenix, Captain Marvel, Hulk, and Doctor Strange. Yeah, but I also have, and I have to stop beating on the table. Sorry, I'm beating on the table because I'm passionate about this. This, this is very frustrating to me. But I also have Thor on my list. I have Scarlet Witch on my list. I also have Darwin and Venom on my list. <laughs> And you, you are arguing on whether or not Venom is allowed to be on the list as just a symbiote, or if he has to be Eddie Brock. And and I'm saying, why can't he be Spider-Man Venom? Because then he would have to be Tobey Maguire. No. The angsty no, Tobey Maguire. Can, he can be. He would be walking down the street dancing. Or why can't he just be six one six? Because we're arguing the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which not is Earth largely, 616. Which is largely based off of Earth 616. Largely based off of, but it's not. I'm rolling my sleeves up here. This is gonna get this is getting heated. So if we include Venom, does he can it be Wolverine Venom? No, it can't. It has to be whoever wore the Venom suit in the movie. So you have you have either Topher Grace, Toby Maguire, or Tom Hardy. I'll go with Tom Hardy Venom. Go all right. So the the real question is, can you? Who is Venom? Is Tom Hardy Venom or is the symbiote Venom? And Tom Hardy is merely the vessel. Now calling it, considering it is a symbiote, which is a symbiotic parasite. Venom is the parasite. Okay. So this means. If Venom reattaches to someone or something else and Tom Hardy falls out of the arena, Venom is still in as a fighter, correct? Yes. That, I mean, by my strategy, that was my strategy here. All right, considering I'm getting a dude in a wheelchair dropping psychic EMTs, I'll give you that one. So, like I said, I also have Thor, who we all know who Thor is. I have Darwin, who whose natural ability, his his x-men power was the ability to adapt to any situation so i feel like once given 
the task of adapting to fighting the DBZ characters, Venom, or, you know, Darwin is up to task for that, even though in the movies they did, they did him quite dirty. I mean, I, I feel like I'm not the only person that thinks they did Darwin dirty in the movie. So, you're thinking, basically, if you take this person with insane potential and drop them into a petri dish of power, that it will just pan out. Yes. I feel like he will automatically, based off his natural ability as his mutant ability, is to adapt to any of his situations, that he will adapt to be able to survive this battle royale. Okay, so... I suppose that makes sense. If the fate of the universe is at hand, you might as well take one of them as a lucky die roll. And I also feel like strategically, you know, you can take Rogue and have Rogue, you know, touch Darwin and boom, now she's got the ability to adapt to the situation as best needed. And that's also my trump card there. Whereas you had your, your Nightcrawler. <laughs> And your Professor X. I feel like with Dark Phoenix, Captain Marvel, and Scarlet Witch, we don't really need Professor X. I feel like with Hulk, Thor, Doctor Doom, and Apocalypse, Doctor Strange. Well, could you imagine Doctor Strange like a Venom Doctor Strange? Um, that's disgusting. I think I'd be more interested in watching like a Venom Hulk. Hulk. That's happened before. Yeah, I, I think I'd be interested in watching, like, a Venom Hulk or um, a Venom... Okay, Venom Doctor Doom, why not? Oh, God. Now, the, here's the real question. Would the symbiote go over the armor or under the armor? I feel like it would definitely meld into the armor like some kind of nasty, like, war paint thing. Oh, and he basically just get like, his whole armor just goes, like, gunmetal? Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Yeah, so like I said, I I said from the very beginning that I didn't think the DBZ fighters, based off even based off of the list of DBZ fighters that we had, stood much of a chance against a lot of the Marvel characters. You can call me biased, and I love my Dragon Ball Z, but I come on guys, we're <laughs> if you really like, uh, and look, this is Nerd Corner, right? This is a safe space. Let's get into it. These Marvel characters, they're they're not they're not the jokes that y'all think they are. Like, this ain't the fucking golden age anymore. We're talking about planet destroying potential here. We all watch Thor hold that gate open and take that blast from that sun ray to power the furnace back up, guys. Okay, so looks like we agree on seven, and we have three differing ones. Now, from hearing your argument, I will. I will give you Thor over Loki. Yeah. I will give you Thor over Loki. I mean, we're talking like like brute strength because Thor is like, like I said, I'd argue that Thor is at least as strong as like Super Saiyan 4 Goku. Well, and it made me look at my team and I think I over-strategized. Maybe. Where, yes, Loki has all of the deception and stuff, but I already have, you know, three other wild cards in my lineup. Do I need a fourth? I think at a certain point, I might just, just, I need somebody to say, go get me buckets. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So now we are arguing on four characters, my two and your two. I have Professor X and Nightcrawler, and you have Venom and Darwin. 
What do you say about that? I mean, but we're not even we're we're excluding the fact that the reason I I'm I'm saying we don't need Professor X is because we have Dark Phoenix, who can do everything Professor X can do times like a thousand. And we also have on my side we have Scarlet Witch, who can do everything Professor X can do, but like times a hundred. Well, I and actually without her mutant ability. I actually, based off of the list we have here, I have a ten that I can compromise with you and be okay with. Based off of the ruling of Venom, Venom makes sense. But I want to keep Nightcrawler. Based off of how I would use Nightcrawler. <coughs> I'm willing to sacrifice Nightcrawler for Darwin, but I still feel like we're losing a strategic advantage with Darwin. We're losing a potential bombshell where if we have Nightcrawler, we have the ultimate support and then the wombo combo with Rogue. Where Rogue can take down somebody and take their power. I just feel like if the objective is to remain sedentary in the ring, that Darwin is going to find the best way to do that. You know, the best advantage for that. I don't know, man. I don't know. So, like, we're, we're talking about, you know, we're talking about Jiren. We're talking about Goku. We're talking about Vegeta. We're talking about Frieza. We're talking so, about Piccolo. I think this is where my thought comes into play. We don't need to just overload the team with fighters. It's like in basketball, you don't need everybody to score points for them to be really valuable players. No, but I don't feel like the my list, my lineup has a bunch of fighters on. I feel like I have capable fighters on my list, but I also feel like I have people on my list who are would be considered great defenders. But does your list have a strategy and a plan to win the tournament? No, because you you delved into the minds of your characters a little bit more than I have yet. But I have faith that the list of characters that I have, I mean, we're talking about Doctor Doom and the Hulk. Two of the smartest people in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm sure they're pretty good at strategy. I gave you the redundancy on Professor X <laughs> with the, the genius of Doom and the psychic power of Dark Phoenix. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll give you the wash on that. Yeah. And we're talking about Captain Marvel, who is also, like, you know, military strategy and all that. I'm sure she would be able to formulate a plan. And then that's why I have Scarlet Witch in there, too, because, you know, Scarlet Witch... That means you probably position Dark Phoenix and Captain Marvel near each other, so Captain Marvel can call the plans and Dark Phoenix can relay them. Yeah, and Scarlet Witch is there for a backup feed if needed, necessary. I I love the Venom pick based off of the rationale. <clears throat> and then but we, I really think the ability to just, with no flight, just be able to blink off stage, blink back on, blink rogue on top of somebody, and if it really comes down to it, just like blink, 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 blink away from people until the time runs out. I mean, I said I was willing to give you Nightcrawler for Darwin. Then we drop Venom. Who do we drop? Strange is one, Doom is two, Apocalypse is three, Rogue is four, Dark Phoenix is five, Captain Marvel is six, Hulk is seven, Thor is eight. We have two spots, and that's not counting Venom. And you want to include... Venom and Nightcrawler. And you want... 
So that would be it, though. That would be the last two spots. So then that would leave uh, my Dark Phoenix. No, no, you, your Dark, Dark Phoenix is still there. Oh, no, not my Dark Phoenix, but my Scarlet Witch and my Darwin. Yes, because I don't think Scarlet Witch in the movies has exhibited enough power to be on this list. I feel like it could be argued that she has the power to be on this list, but... She hasn't shown it on screen yet. So, how much do you... It really, like, we both like what Venom. what happened to Apocalypse? Did we leave Apocalypse off this list? No, Apocalypse is on. Oh, okay. It really comes down to, for the last spot, the last two spots, Venom, who we both like, and then it comes down to Nightcrawler versus Darwin. Darwin has a lot of potential. Nightcrawler kind of holds everything together. You feel like Nightcrawler holds everything together. I do. I mean... I get where you're coming from with him being like the emergency like backup plan like if somebody's falling off the barrier it's a good strategy plan. I'll give you that it's definitely since we're going with Super Smash Brothers uh, reasoning behind this since you actually do get to fall a certain amount off the stage and since we can't have Spider-Man on there because you know then we get into the argument of whether he can make the webs himself or whether he makes them in his lab at that point, I would err towards uh, the MCU version, just because this is specified as the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And not the Sony Cinematic Universe. Well, then we are talking about Tom Holland, sir, and I guess that would mean Venom has to be Eddie Brock, or has to be Tom Hardy. Fair. <laughs> Alright, I'll give you that. So. I just wanted to bring up the Tobey Maguire scene. <laughs> Never forget. Was that Sam Raimi? Yes. Uh, I feel like Sam Raimi was The first two were, were good. Yeah. The first one was really good. The first, Yeah, you know why you think that? Because it was about puberty. Fair. <laughs> and we got to see that movie at a time when we were going through puberty. That's fair. <laughs> but I mean, that is really what Spider-Man is about. Okay. I like Venom. I'm probably going to die on the Nightcrawler hill. I told you I would give up Darwin for Nightcrawler, and we give up Professor X for Venom, which I feel like (laughs) is a wild call, but I feel like... I I, I get it. So if we would have... Here would be our ten. Because if we get Venom and the Hulk together... (laughs) So here would be our ten. I bet you that would make Jared piss his pants. Doctor Strange is one, Doom is two, Apocalypse is three, Rogue is four, Dark Phoenix is five, Captain Marvel is six, Hulk is seven, Thor is eight, Venom is nine, and Nightcrawler is ten. This is a very motley crew of characters we have assembled to save the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You are correct. (laughs) We have two magical beings, which we've never seen the Dragon Ball Z characters interact with magic specifically. Uh, we, ha- we have seen them interact with godlike powers like Thor um, and Dark Phoenix. Uh, Captain Marvel. Uh, I'd say Captain Marvel is probably a wash with like Frieza. I feel like there's a room for that to be argued because once again we're talking about movie Captain Marvel and not 
you know. Movie Captain Marvel is still dumb strong. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like she's right up there with, like, you know, mid-tier DBZ characters. If not, so not quite Frieza, maybe, like, uh, the no, androids? I would say, well, I'm saying Frieza's mid-tier at this point. Like, uh, you, okay. When you, you take... You know things like Broly and Jiren and Beerus. Yeah, all right. I can see. I can see Captain Marvel going throwing hands against Frieza. Yeah, yeah. You know, I feel like she would keep those niggas busy. Like, free, like, like she Captain would keep Marvel. the androids busy. Pretty, like, you know, I feel like she'd be pretty. She would get through the androids pretty easily. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Captain Marvel um, would certainly be able to dodge one of Frieza's planet-destroying micro lasers from yeah. his finger. Yeah, I feel like she is. More than to capable. a point where she, yeah, she is herself planet destroying, and like I said, we all know the Hulk is planet destroying. I think, it, I mean, maybe not in the movies, but we, I feel like there's an argument to be made that the Hulk is definitely punched through planets and shit like that. And I'm, I will die on the hill for the fact that the Hulk has held a planet together from ripping in half. So we agreed on the Hulk. Yeah, at least we would be here for six hours if I did not put the Hulk on here, apparently. So we have our ten. Now the real question is how do they do? They last longer than three minutes and four seconds. Yeah. I think that's agreeable. I think that's without... I think that goes without saying. They definitely last longer than the original Universe 9 did. I mean, we're talking about, like, fucking Doctor Doom, who is considerably one of the strongest and most powerful characters in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And even in the comics, you know? Like, without considering the the super cosmic characters. So, there are a lot of things in our lineup I like for survivability. Uh, Doctor Strange using the Time Stone to rewind time on somebody getting knocked out. Bonus points, Grand Zeno would think that was awesome. I'm just, you know, psyched to watch, you know, Thor go hand-to-hand with, like, Goku and, like, Vegeta try and take on the Hulk. (laughs) You know he would. He would try to take on the Hulk. Yeah. And, like, you know, Venom, even as Venom as Eddie Brock try and take on, like, Jiren or I feel like Goku would go for Apocalypse. Probably. I feel like Apocalypse would taunt him. And then Goku would also be like, he's strong. <laughs> I feel like, and then, you know, throwing Rogue in there as a wild card, just absorbing. The Rogue, the rogue Night Crawler combo. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. Symbiote on the Rogue Night Crawler blink drop. Ugh. Just the symbiote attached to any of these characters, like, or even, like, if it attached itself to, like, was fucking I don't remember if Broly was in there or not but like could you imagine if like it attached itself to one of them and took over their bodies and turned that power against them like that changes the game right there I think tactically this team would do very well in the structure of the tournament itself I don't know how well they would do in 1v1 fights specifically but that's not the goal yeah i also think i'm looking at it as more 1v1 but i do feel like even though i'm looking at it as a 1v1 strategy here i still feel like i've assembled a team or that we've assembled a team that would still fit within the guidelines of 
the tournament and meet the objective. Yeah, um, I don't think there's... There are certainly 1v1 matchups that would be good, but this... If this line... If, if Earth... Planet Universe 18, the MCU, went into this tournament without, like, a plan, because on pure strength, considering it is a battle royale, I think they, they are outclassed by some degree. You think... Some of the characters on here are outclassed in strength. No, no, I'm not talking about specific characters. I'm talking about the universe as a whole oh. versus all of the other universes. Oh, fair. So, like, if you put I mean, this by universe the conditions against... you've dwarfed them down to. Yeah, but like, if you put this universe versus the other top ten fighters from the other seventy, yeah, they would be at a pure power disadvantage. So you have to go in with strategy. And that's why I like the coordination that uh, Captain Marvel and Dark Phoenix, that they stuck together. She could, Dark Phoenix could relay orders that Captain Marvel is giving everybody. Uh, Nightcrawler can play support. Um, Doctor Strange can play some long range, also mix a little bit of support in there uh, with the Time Stone. That's what I'm saying. Doctor Strange could help read Doom's mind and, you know, with Doom's intelligence and his magical ability melded with Doctor Strange some kind of way, then whew, could you imagine if Doctor Strange and Doctor Doom were able to fuse together in some kind Jeez. of... Then you're talking like magic. Oh, God. Then it's over. Then it's over. Alright, so we've got two fusions right now. <laughs> we've got Venom Hulk <laughs> and Doctor Strange now, Doom. Now, the, the fusion... Doctor Strange Doom. <laughs> what? Bro, what are you talking about, man? Ooh, here's another thing. Would Venom with Tom Hardy count as one or two fighters for the registration? No, Venom with Tom Hardy, they don't have to... I guess they would know that Venom is uh, just a... That's why I said it's just a symbiote. <laughs> Fuck Tom Hardy. It's just a symbiote. It is there as okay. a symbiote. We will have the symbiote pre-attached to someone. That's why... Uh, so who would it be pre-attached to I think apocalypse. I think it would be best pre-attached to Thor. I don't know. Thinking if I'm trying to think like the symbiote, I think it would probably be attached to Apocalypse. I don't want Doom or Apocalypse's mind distorted. They already are good where they're at. But the symbiote doesn't always distort everybody's mind, though. If you're strong, enough, I wouldn't want to risk it. Not with somebody like Doom or Apocalypse. Who are already super geniuses. <laughs> Actually, Apocalypse is omnipotent. He's got seven intelligence. Yeah, we're not even taking that into account. We're talking about like characters that are like super powerful, like even considering what they've done on screen alone into the fact that they're also super intelligent and and now I'm trying to figure out who the fuck Venom is going to be maybe Captain Marvel then like I would yeah I would say Thor because Thor already is very strong I'm but... just trying to think of who had been interactive in the Spider-Man universe no one on this list and then I'm trying to think like the symbiote and it's trying to figure out who it would willingly attach itself to we could we could remove this whole oh, or Nightcrawler. We 
we could remove this entire thing entirely, or the entire debate with Venom completely if we just swapped Venom for Darwin, and then we don't even have to worry about the 2v1 thing. I just like, I, I like the idea of having Venom on this list for chaos. <laughs> no, I like what that I, would mean for the like chemistry I love the of this. Yeah, for the chemistry of this fight. Like um, I said, Hulk. Yeah, because then we lose Hulk Venom, or Venom like yeah, Venom Hulk, and I I feel like we need that in this fight. That would be like a break glass in case of emergency kind of situation. How about Venom is dropped in on Rogue since Rogue is the wild card? Okay, it gives her a little bit of a buffer. Yeah, but also when we really need oh, Rogue. God. All you need to do is just have Nightcrawler grab her and then drop her on someone else. Rogue with fucking, like, or Venom with Rogue's ability. But you see what I mean? All you'd have to do is just, you can let Rogue go crazy and then just, like, pick her up, drop her off on someone. Yeah. So I think she would be the best person to drop off with the symbiote. I feel that. I agree. I feel like this is a Suicide Squad kind of mission. Like... For the DC plug. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, like, the team we've assembled is a real, like, like you just have them walk in there, and they don't have, like, you don't have to tell them to do anything. You're just like, go. Yeah. It's, it's over, honestly. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of power here that I feel like isn't being considered, but even with what they've done on, like, screen, I feel like a lot of, and what handicaps we've given them based on like the fact that the DBZ we're talking about DBZ characters here and we're already dwarfing the Marvel characters to meet a actual tangible standard here so cause if well, we include like God King Doom in this shit and, it's over <laughs> and like and are we talking like Professor Hulk when we say the Hulk because if it's Professor Hulk then that's a whole different thing too like or if it's regular Hulk uh both have been in the movies uh it, the event the events would happen uh pre-infinity war so it'd be regular Hulk okay um so I can say that if our list and we said uh we could see someone like Captain Marvel throwing hands with Frieza Frieza was considered the ninth most powerful person on this list. The ninth most? So, Captain Marvel would be the ninth most powerful person on our list? I'd say Frieza's a little stronger. So I'd say Captain Marvel would be like 10, and then right after Frieza is Android 17. So it would be like Frieza, Captain Marvel 17, which I would be okay with. Android 17, for clarity. You said it's after Frieza, so... Yeah, so Frieza would be 9, Captain Marvel would be 10, and then Android 17 would be 11. Mm. And that's just, like, currently placing. Because um, those are the, like... That was the power comparison so we used So are we earlier. saying that Rogue is more powerful than Captain Marvel, though? Uh, not really. I was just using Captain Marvel as an example for power level comparison considering okay. we talked about Captain Marvel and Frieza earlier so just based on, okay I got you so then we can go through the rest of these characters and say like um, if Android 18 is the 21st fighter uh, I can certainly say that Nightcrawler is less powerful than Android 18 
Nightcrawler's yeah. not picked for his power. Yeah. Would you say that Rogue is less powerful than Android 18? Uh, at the start, yes. Yeah. And Piccolo is below Android 18. Um, I'd probably say both are below Piccolo. That Nightcrawler and Rogue are below Piccolo? Yes. Yeah, that's fair. Until Nightcrawler gets going. Or until, excuse me, until Rogue gets going. Uh, Doctor Strange. I would probably put Doctor Strange... Um, I'd probably put Doctor Strange as stronger than Hit, but... Mm, I feel like there are people here who are gonna be upset. <laughs> if I say he's stronger than Hit? Yeah. Well, Hit has slight time manipulation, and Doctor Strange has the time stone. Yeah. And Doctor Strange is also proficient in Kung Fu, and proficient in ancient magics. But um, the seventh person on the list took a Super Saiyan Blue Kamehameha and a Super Saiyan Blue Gallic gun uh, from the same time and tanked them, and Doctor Strange is not doing that. I don't... Uh, well, yeah, we're talking about movies. Not so. tanking them. He'll yeah. dodge them. He's not tanking them. Yeah. So that would put Doctor Strange at the eighth most powerful. I feel like in the comic books, Doctor Strange might tank them, though. <laughs> like, but we're not talking about comics. I keep, I know, I keep doing that, but I'm just, I'm. It's because I feel like this is unfair. But because, like, if we're talking about like comic books, then we're talking like Room King Thor, War Hulk, <laughs> now God King Doom tanking both of those attacks. People on my list who I could see doing it are Apocalypse and Dark Phoenix and the Hulk. Absolutely. And the Thor. Uh, like and Thor. So they could all tank that. So that would mean all of them would be stronger than the sixth most powerful person. And I would say Doom wouldn't tank it, but he wouldn't have to. Yeah. He would never put himself in that position. Exactly. Um, so that means we would have uh, one, two, three, four, five people that are all stronger than the sixth most powerful person in the tournament of power and who was the who who were the top three the top three in order are goku jiren and kefla who is the in her super saiyan one state who is the uh two super saiyans from universe six fused together uh, okay the one that go that the one that forced goku to go ultra instinct right and he did that like super stylish run up all of the like falling debris and dodging everything she's throwing at her and it just commanded her like right in the face <laughs> so i feel like Damn, I don't know if we have any... But if we get characters fused together, like I said, if we get Doctor Strange and Doctor Doom <laughs> fused... Well, they, then, they don't know the fusion dance. They don't have to, though. They know magic. I don't see Doom... Doom is too prideful to fuse with anyone, even when the universe is online. I don't think so. Once they see the combined power of... I mean, you're talking about, like, if they witnessed... If they were around long enough to witness Goku blast her in the face with a fucking Kamehameha wave. I think they would fuse instantly. <laughs> okay. So, who on this list is weaker than Goku? I 
feel like everyone. Mm, no, I feel like everyone except for Hulk and Thor. I would say Goku is stronger than movie Thor. I don't know, man. Movie Thor does a lot. <laughs> it did a lot. I also feel like oh, power-wise, pre-Infinity War, so he's not even Fat Thor. <laughs> and I also feel like we're underestimating a lot of Apocalypse and Dark Phoenix's power there too. Like I guess physical strength-wise, he's stronger than Dark Phoenix, but. I don't know about Apocalypse physical strength-wise. Basically, with Goku versus Dark Phoenix, I think it would come down to how strong is Goku's resistance to uh, psychic attacks and um, energy attacks. If Goku gets close to Dark Phoenix, Dark Phoenix is done. Yeah, because Goku is physically stronger than Jean Grey. Correct. But I also feel like Dark Phoenix has Goku outmatched on energy attacks. Like just that's fine. Fa- that's that's fair. But if Goku gets in, Dark Phoenix is done. And we, I, while I think Goku is a fucking moron, he's really good on the fly in a fight. Yeah, no, he's he's proven because he'll to reach be a ex- new power level. Yeah, to be an extremely capable character, especially given you know, uh, you know, plot armor. But the ones who would really give him trouble consistently. I know, I, I believe, would be Doom, Apocalypse, and Hulk. And I believe that Goku is physically stronger than Doom, and he's probably physically stronger than Apocalypse. Uh, I don't know. I feel like you're underestimating Apocalypse and Thor's physical strength. Probably. Did I say under or over? I'm, I definitely meant underestimating. Yeah. The uh, But Doom and Apocalypse would just be able to throw so much different styles of attack at him. He'd never be able to really adapt to what's going on because Doom could go from magic to uh, you know like... Actual physical fights. Actual physical fighting, like energy blasts, like teleporting, all that stuff. Hulk is just the... He is the Super Saiyan trope Marvel character. Yeah. Honestly. Um, It's literally just who... Does Goku reach a new level and how mad does Hulk get? Exactly. Because if Hulk gets mad enough, Hulk will smash... (laughs) <laughs> smash the entire fucking arena and then everybody falls off except the Hulk because the Hulk is grabbing on to fucking beers or something like that <laughs> yeah I like Doctor Strange being the one that's uh, kind of just like being aware of everything and still fighting I like Nightcrawler as the support purely support and uh, unless you know you really can Try I to, feel like that's all rogue. You can try to Nike. cheese some kills and just go like blink on someone, blink off stage. But I feel like that's all really uh, Nightcrawler and Rogue are our support, and and Venom for that matter. Well, Rogue once she gets going is going to be horrifying. Yeah. And um, well, shit, I did not think we were going to have this many people in like the top ten. I considering the people I think who would survive. And who do you think would survive ultimately? It depends on how good Nightcrawler does his job, for starters. Yeah. I think Apocalypse, Doom, Doctor Strange would find a way. Rogue. If she Mm. absorbs the right person. Um, And if Nightcrawler really does his job correctly, all ten of them should survive. Mm. 
that's fair. But I feel like they eventually would catch on. I feel like somebody in that group is smart enough to catch on to, to catch on to do his and get patterns. Nightcrawler out of the paint pretty quickly. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So like, I want to say Rogue would last, but I feel like once they caught on to what Rogue's ability, it, it would depend on how quick Rogue was to absorbing the strongest person's abilities, because if she gets to uh, the What's her name? The one that was fused, the two fused together. Kefla. Kefla. If she gets to Kefla, and then and it becomes a problem early, then it's then then you got two Keflas, and that's gonna be bad. No, you still have one because the other's unconscious. Yeah. And then you just kind of like kick her off the stage. Exactly. (laughs) Well, yeah. That's the funniest part. Is like all of these. Like we're just talking about like disabling people, and then I'm imagining them just like unconscious, and then the person just like kicking them and rolling them off the stage. But see, that's why I had Scarlet Witch on there because Scarlet Witch probably has the ability to disable a lot of people really quickly. (sighs) Okay. But we don't have Scarlet Witch on there anymore. I think it comes down to the final question. How do they do? I feel like they'd make it out there for the Marvel Universe. I feel like the Marvel Universe is surviving after this. Now, who gets the Dragon Balls and who gets to make the, you know, wish at the end? That's that's up for debate, you know. I feel like, for me personally, it would be between, honestly... <laughs> Doom and Apocalypse for or me. Or, I was going to say, for me, it's really three. Either Thor, Venom... Or the Hulk, <laughs> to be completely honest. Well, I'm thinking multiple people would survive. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, I think that Doom or Apocalypse would only be on the team on the grounds that they get the wish as yeah. well. Yeah. Like, they would do it, but then they would also, you know, you never undersell yourself. No, exactly. And Lord knows, nobody wants the symbiote to get its wish. Because... <laughs> I think that's gonna get the universe. After thinking about this and the rules, like if Goku and Jiren just they stay in a pissing contest, yeah, and then the rest of you, like you know, Apocalypse, Rogue, Hulk, and Thor are all sitting on the side, like the guys from Hank from King of the Hill, yeah, just waiting. Like, great tournament's over, Universe eighteen one, and Goku and Jiren are like, what the fuck? They're like, there are four of them right over there. Yeah. No, that's true. Especially if Dark Phoenix can make it so that a lot of... And Doctor Doom can make it so that a lot of... If you take in Doctor Doom, Dark Phoenix, and Doctor Strange, that allows... That bit of magic right there allows the group to stay hidden for quite a long time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the uh, the other thing is, is like, these universes had... T- it's not like it was a spur-of-the-moment thing. Like, they had... They had they had time to recruit and plan. Like, <laughs> with Doctor Doom, they would have come up with this same plan or better. Yo, I'm just saying that's quite that's pretty funny, though, because when you think about that, it's like we had time to recruit and plan, and the team we came up with was Doctor Doom, Hulk, Thor, Dark Phoenix, Captain Marvel, <laughs> Rogue. They went and dug Apocalypse. <laughs> Doctor Strange, and then... And Doctor Venom. Strange and, and, and motherfucking Nightcrawler. <laughs> Venom and Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler <laughs> is the Regina George of this episode. Mm. <laughs> is it or is it Venom? Because I feel like Venom is the Regina George of this episode. 
One hot sake and bounce. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. I hope this was, you know, I know it was a lot. I know we went on a lot of riptides and everything, but I really hope it brought you guys, you know, some solace and maybe some entertainment with all this craziness going on. I'm just glad we were thorough. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we really we really broke this one down. It was really a, like episode of Stratego. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I just showed how old I am, I bet. <laughs> Stratego. Uh, yeah, it's Google a good game. that kids. It's a good game. <laughs> Google that. All right, guys. Well, y'all take it easy. Remember, Remember none, none of this is normal. Look, it's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates. Wait, why can't we talk about <laughs> it black It is time to talk about black stuff.